hello and welcome to Rusty Junk. Up, up and away. Uh, you will believe a man can fly again. Again. Um, anyway, we are covering the 1981? Did it 1980? 1980. 1980. I yeah. do apologise. Wow. It's the first time I think I've got that wrong. But yeah, I think I saw some trivia that said it was 1990. Anyway, 81. Don't matter. Anyway, that's the film we're covering is the sequel to Superman. Superman 2, The Adventure Continues. Um, and it stars Christopher Reeve, of course, Gene Hackman, Margaret Kidder, Ned Beatty, Jackie Cooper, Sarah Douglas, all of this to be discussed, including alternate versions. There's loads coming. You're going to love this one. Anyway, here's the trailer. Superman 2, the adventure continues with the three villains from Krypton. Each one with the same powers as Superman. Each one dedicated to violence against mankind. Think of it, three super villains. Or four if you count him twice. The adventure continues in Paris with Lois Lane. I believe this is your floor. And the romance continues. The adventure continues in Washington. The world is on the brink of destruction. Superman, can you hear me? And Metropolis is in ruins. Is there no one on this planet to even challenge me? Superman! General, would you care to step outside? Revenge! 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 And now we're cooking, huh? Big one's just as strong as Superman. If you've only seen the first part, you haven't seen the best part. The adventure continues in Superman 2. Well, if you were getting paid by the amount of times you said the adventure continues, as the uh, as the announcer, I think he's just earned seven quid. He's a cool announcer, though, and I actually I love that trailer when I first saw it. Um, and again, this comes from the perspective back when I saw it, I was fourteen, and you know we have different thoughts like when we're younger. But anyway, sorry to interrupt, but I was eight, so and I did get to the cinema to see this because I was I was uh, I was ready for it. I was looking forward to it. Um, You're going to introduce everybody because those that are listening don't know who's here. Well, they find out soon enough. I don't think I introduced them last time. I just you kind have of like introduced just, people. Just, no. Kind of know who we are. Hello, everybody. Hello. 
Hello, everybody. Hello, listeners and people that don't watch us on YouTube. Um, everybody, would you like Quite to introduce lot. yourselves? Oh, it's me. It's Mand. Toodle Pip. Yeah. Good evening, everybody. Dom here. Papa Dom. It's me, Joe Poodle Pip. <laughs> Poodle Pip? Right, okay. For those not watching, Amanda's changed her name to Toodle Pip. So if I do refer to her as that, only because I look down and I see that. Um, I have got other sweet names for her, I suppose. But um, Toodle Pip will do. Mm, let's not go there, yeah. Let's not go there. Okay, right. So scores on the doors. What are we? Uh, who are we going to go to? Who do who does it start with? Joe, I uh, let's. Joe, I think we we'll start with you because you, you might be the most me? positive. I think out of the. I don't know. It's yet, but I'm just very gonna... possible. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, and I'm a huge Superman fan. I mean, I I did want to say that uh, growing up, I was really big into marvel and the podcast that i do uh wdwnt nerd alert we basically about superheroes star wars some sci-fi but we mostly cover marvel and dc and uh, back when i was growing up i was a huge marvel fan i loved spider-man the fantastic four hulk hated dc hated superman batman they were completely different animals back then if you got a dc comic that meant your parents didn't like you you know, because oh. oh, wow. they were so boring. They had boring villains. They were boring superheroes. The Super Friends cartoon show didn't do them any favors. Everybody just hated DC with a passion. <laughs> Super Friends. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but along came Superman the movie, which was a major motion picture. And it had a, a decent budget. And I remember my father took me to go see that. And the tagline was, you will believe a man could fly. And they were not kidding. Um, not every scene is perfect with him flying. But when you first see him leave the Fortress of Solitude after he sees Jor-El for the first time, looks incredible. Looks so real. There are so many times that it looks real that he's flying. But that movie made me fall in love with Superman. I, he is my favorite superhero by far. Is he? Ever since it. Oh, yes. Uh, okay. he's I, at did the, not, I didn't know that, Joe. Yeah, yeah. Oh, are you being sarcastic? No, I didn't know. <laughs> oh no! Well, I, thought I guess you were you know. more Marvel than anything. No, I, I would say it was Superman, Batman, Spider Man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it, it, it the first movie. What was great about the first movie? It it was for the first time. Like we had Batman with Adam West. He did a movie. Yeah. And then I think we had the Incredible Hulk TV show. And we had a Spider-Man live-action TV show. And they were all corny. They were all, like, comic booky. They really weren't adult. But this wasn't an adult movie. This was, like, you know, a drama. It was, like, an actual dramatic movie. For the first, I would say, maybe hour, you know, you really felt the heart of Superman. His whole origin story was so perfectly well done. It's got problems, the movie. But it's my favorite superhero movie. And it just changed the way I looked at Superman. Like, there's all different incarnations of Superman. Uh, it's not necessarily Christopher Reeve's Superman. is not the origin story that originated in the comics. Mm -hmm. It changed, you know, to based on what, what Richard Donner saw him as, the director. Um, okay. But anyway, I, I loved it. And I could not wait for the sequel. And 
just to see that you know one of superman's biggest problems that any it's still this way today is he's so powerful that he's kind of boring because he can defeat anybody even the villains that he faces he's way more powerful than any of the villains so it was smart what they did is that they actually got three villains from krypton to fight him so you had three people three villains that has equal powers he did mm. and you know these villains were really not in the comic books like they they were mentioned maybe once or twice years ago but they were like one and done so they weren't very popular comic book villains but i thought that was fantastic and i never thought like after seeing superman the movie that they're the first people that you see in superman the movie i didn't think we were ever going to see them again and to see them back and to have superman have to face three villains with his powers i i just was blown away with the idea of superman actually fighting the three of them and it didn't didn't disappoint me the fights back then especially when i was 14 years old i loved it a lot of it had to do with the fact too and we've said this before i'm sorry if i'm rambling no, um no, carry on passion. there's so many like the karate kid like when we reviewed the karate kid we liked it better when we saw it when we were younger because we were, yeah. were kids so it was made for kids superman 2 was was made more for kids you know and we want to see action you know we want to see fighting and all that stuff we want to see more superman and we got all of that but yeah the it wasn't the acting wasn't the greatest there were some that stood out but um I, I still love the movie and back in the day I thought it was better than this the first one and a lot of people did but again we were kids you know it's like when you you get a little older and then you kind of you know view it based on what a good movie is it's not the best but I would give it an 8 out of 10 and uh, we'll get into the other the different versions like you said later on but that's that's my rating an eight out of ten i i still enjoy it i still have fun it brings back fond memories um but it's not perfect i will say that no, that's pretty cool joe did you yeah. see did you see superman the first movie when it came out yes so how old were you then i was um same age as me was that was that 78 or was that se- yeah uh so i was like four and 12 cool. i think um yeah no love superman i'll just say that wow me. top that dom oh, i was hoping you weren't going to come to me next okay, well i can i can leave okay, i know everyone's gonna be negative other than me but no, 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 well, <laughs> let, let, let me let me begin by just i guess paying tribute to joe for that review i think um you know, one of the things that I enjoy most about this pod as a participant and as a listener really is that kind of personal insight that you get from people and um, obviously Joe and maybe you too, Charlie, I don't know, maybe you too, Commander, you know, you obviously have a connection with this film in a way that I, I just simply don't and and even though I don't feel the same way about the film as you do, I think um, hearing you bring it to life and hearing how it fits into your kind of life story and how you grew up, for me that's really, really interesting, more interesting in some ways mm. than than the film itself um because you know my, my feelings on the film are, are different but they come from a different starting point uh, to you joe so 
let me preface everything I'm about to say. We've, we've had a good run. <laughs> I've had a good run. We've had some good films on this pod recently that I've loved. Aliens, Home Alone 2, Die Hard 2. Loved them all. Um, I've enjoyed this pod as a, as a guest. I'm not sure I'll be invited back after tonight's episode. <laughs> no. Um, Steady on. Wait a minute. You don't know what else is coming. It's his. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's, it's, see, I will take on the role of Superman. You can be the three villains. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I don't polo mint to me. Mate, can, you dress, can you dress up like Sarah Douglas? Man? Would that be all right? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say it's clear which one of us fills the glamorous role out of the, tr- the trio. So it's me and you, Charlie. But oh, right. Coming out Sorry. for the. Uh, for the mute, the mute one who's just there to throw things around. But anyway, yeah, so look, for me, I did not like this film. The, the acting, I feel, is terrible. The quality levels being somewhere between a pantomime and, uh, and an adult movie, I thought, in terms of uh, the, the actors. The special effects, I thought, were embarrassing and uh, make, like, 1970s public information films see, seem sophisticated and well done in comparison. I thought those huge issues... With the editing and the pacing and continuity of the film, some of which are explained obviously by the director changes that, that happened. I thought the tone of the movies all over the place from kind of sort of knowing winks and slapstick to po-faced seriousness. And um, I just thought that sort of the, the dialogue, te- to how Terence Stamp managed to come out with some of those lines and keep a straight face, I don't know. So I, I, I didn't enjoy it. For me, it felt like you talked about Adam West earlier, Joe, and, and I just felt that this was the Superman equivalent of the Adam West era Batman, you know, in, in urgent need of a reboot. And um, yeah, I, I, my, my score for this is is two out of ten. I'm sorry. It's okay. No apology is necessary. Somebody called the police. There's been a murder. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I can't get to you. You're all, all the way over in the United Kingdom, you know, so don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, boy. Don't worry, Dom. I don't think you're in the doghouse that much. Amanda? <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, you're not going to go next, uh, can, I, can I? Oh, do, yeah. Do you know what? I'll, I'll go next. Rarely. Um, eight-year-old Charles loved this film. And I mean loved this film. Um, I My first recollection of going to the cinema was being taken... I think the first film I ever saw at the cinema was Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. And I was just transported to 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 magical theater just at that point i knew i loved the cinema then i got taken to theater um my sister allison only only took me to one film it was the cat from outer space i don't know if you remember that um, remember yeah well yeah, nobody remembers that so did one of those pointless answers by the way if you're ever on well, it's pointless. a bit like a duck from outer space isn't it hey do not have a go at howard thank you thank you <laughs> this is not the time nor the place although it's nice if he gets a mention um, and then I get taken to Star Wars and everything changes and you like and then I get taken to Superman and then suddenly you go in right okay and then the trailer for Superman comes out and you're going that, this just looks incredible this looks amazing look at this um, three Supermans he's going to be fighting three Supermans and I came out of that that cinema and I was buzzing and I was like this is this is next level stuff there's nothing that's going to equal that however on repeat viewing it's a mess <laughs> it's it, it it is all over the place in a dom i think I, I don't think i can put it any better than that it doesn't know what it wants to be mm. and the original superman is incredible it's 
it deserves the title of epic. You're right, Joe. The the the, 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 the scenes and the special effects almost seem worlds apart with the earlier film being better. Mm. I I remember the special effects that were you know even from you know um, you know um, Lois Lane's car crashing, you know effects like that, and then you look at the effects in this film and you go. Is these is this something going on here? Because it seems to have just taken a nosedive. You should um, see four. <laughs> oh, I, I watched the retrospective on three and four today. Uh, oh boy, this this is this is Citizen Kane compared to the rest to those two. But um, oh, uh, come on, watch this. Look, it's five. It's four. I don't know. Well, it's five. It's four. four Wait, make your mind up. Come on, five. <laughs> Five for nostalgia and Sarah Douglas. Who? Uh, so who's uh, Sarah Douglas? Yeah, who's Sarah she? Douglas. Who? Who is she? She's um, was it Ursa? Ursa. Oh, okay. It's the boots, isn't it? It's the whole thing, really. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah. Oh, five, five. Mm. Well, you? you're not going to like me either. All right. Okay. Here we go. Yeah, I, I just got bored. Oof. Oof. I got bored watching the movie. I thought this, <laughs> That's the, worse. The special effects were naff. They didn't try hard enough. Well, either they tried too hard and they completely cocked it up, or they ran out of money to do budgets or, or for for special effects, or something happened because it really wasn't as slick as I was expecting it to be for a movie from the nineteen eighty kind of era. Um, I couldn't believe, right? I sat down, started it, eight minutes, 40. Eight minutes and 40 was spent, right, recapping. That's great. That I mean, about? I love that part. I, I didn't mind that part. I didn't mind that bit. But it wasn't even like dialogue. It was just listening to the Superman theme tune, watching people act. Oh, for God's sake. They but that shows you, that you don't have to watch the first one. Like the, it's like if you walked in and you never saw a Superman movie. Why, just, why like, would you not have watched the first one if you're going to see the second one? I don't know. Maybe, maybe mm. your parents wouldn't let you or whatever. You didn't have a, VA, uh, I mean, a VCR. Yeah, could be many reasons. But yeah. but I, I think that's a great way to handle things. Eight you minutes know, like 40? You, yeah. But you were I also agree, getting... I agree, Joe, actually. I did like the recap. Oh, no. That you could have done that in about two minutes. I thought it was gratuitous padding as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to stay on the top here with you, Joe. I mean, just no, I'm not sure didn't, I'm exactly didn't welcome, it. but didn't I'll stay here. The whole Lois Lane thing, I don't know if it's a generational thing, but she's a bit dim, isn't she? Well, we'll get to Sorry. the characters. Yeah, we'll get to the characters. Yeah, I know, but... but it just, it was just annoying me. Uh, and the whole, no one recognises it, Superman facade is is annoying in its own right to be perfectly honest just stick a pair of glasses on <laughs> uh, <coughs> so yeah um i mean we'll go into the movie a bit a bit deeper obviously but oh god it was just a bit cliche and for me i'm really sorry it is 43 years old the film but i'm only giving it a four Oh, I thought you were going to give it a zero. So, I mean, I think that's a oh, high no. score. For you. I'll give it a four. four. Right. I'll give it a four because I thought actually I hadn't quite appreciated the the 
the um the the loveliness of um oh god his name's gone out of my head it's um Christopher Reeve that's it Christopher Reeve yeah he's great oh yeah. he's he was quite a dish yeah not well, with those wigs is, on though this is this is a man dish he's got a massive fetish for the rock so any any anybody with muscles well no it's not that it's just I like tall guys <laughs> yeah I meet that criteria at least mm. that's fine and handsome oh, okay. guys. Well, I was going to say, you like Stephen Merchant? No, no. That's why I put handsome. <laughs> anyway, it. let's move on. All right, so um, anybody listening to this that's ju- just stumbled upon it, it's going, oh, love that film. Um, please stay. Um, <laughs> I know we, we've got a two, a four, a five, and an eight. That is quite a chasm and a lot of things to discuss. Um, so, yeah, should we get on with roll call? Um and and well, actually, should we do? Should we do? Should we tell everyone the version that we watched yes. collectively, as opposed to the version that? that yeah, it would make that, sense. That once to, existed it? and still does exist, but only I, I to watched, you, Joe. You I are a resident both. Superman expert. Yeah, I've, I watched because I don't. I don't know what the different versions are, so I only watched what we watched. I don't I'm know. I'm convinced what... the version that I watched is the worst version. The other version is the better one. Now, sorry, Joe. I know you. Don't agree. No, I disagree. Well, yeah. I mean, well, do, do you want to take it? You know, I, and say I'm the different it, versions. I'm leaving it up to you, Joe. You're the resident expert on this one. So Richard Donner did the first one. The Salcons were the producers, and they were always fighting with him because he went over budget. He was taking too long. Is this but, the one that we watched? No. Uh, the first movie, Superman the movie. Oh, sorry. oh, okay, sorry. But while he was making Superman the movie, he was also making Superman two at the same time. You know, to kind of save money in a way, and uh, just to get the sequel out quicker than uh, you know, you know, like five years down the road. Yeah. Um, but they were always fighting with him, and they wanted him, you know, to do it his their way. He wanted to do it his way, so they fired him. And I think there was like about seventy percent, maybe seventy five percent, of Superman two was completed by Richard Donner, and uh, they fired him, and they brought in. Um, was it Richard Lester? Richard Lester, yeah. Yeah. Who did A Hard Day's Night. I mean, he didn't have, and I think, The Three Musketeers. or Yeah. Um, he didn't have a, a lot under his belt. But, uh, you know, he came in to finish the movie. Um, pe- you know, the, the cast wasn't happy because they loved Richard Donner. And I know Gene Hackman didn't come back because he refused to work. And they hired a double for some of his scenes we whenever you would see the back of him and they had hired someone to do his voice um an impersonator but yeah they they really weren't too happy i think the only one that didn't mind was the actress that played ursa but then it turns out i, I found out this is probably part of trivia is that in his version that's not even her voice that's right which is bizarre i never knew that you know but in the um Richard Donner one. So anyway, so so people knew that a lot of the film was finished. I guess it was like several years ago, maybe at least 10 years ago. And they they found it in the vaults and they kind of put everything together. You know, the, the fans were behind it. The studio was behind it. They're like, let's do see what Richard Donner would have done with this movie. So he they put all the pieces that he had done and then they kind of... Um, 
added additional effects um, and they added like some uh, test screening footage for scenes that were missing that they couldn't find. And so it was kind of like a Frankenstein's monster version of the movie. It's I think it's a great companion piece to the theatrical one, but my problem is that it's not complete. If he had the if he was able to do the whole thing from beginning to end, it would have been more dramatic, less comedy, yeah. it would have been more interesting, and, and I would have been really happy with it. But that we can't see that movie. Um and we can also see as much you know, as we can. We but, can. You know, we it's nearly there. But the endings are, are both the same in Superman the movie and Superman 2 because Donner was planning on Superman reversing time for Superman 2. He wasn't planning on that happening in Superman the movie. Um, and it just doesn't work, you know, because we had just seen that movie. It's the same exact thing. He just like spins the world backwards to reverse time and it just looks weird. I would not have put that in the movie. Um, but anyway, it, it's it's a fascinating look. It's it's a part of history, mm. and I did enjoy watching it. And you have Marlon Brando in the Donner cut, which Absolutely. you don't have. Yeah, you don't have him in the yeah. And he's great and everything, but I still prefer the theatrical one because it's a complete movie from beginning to end. It, you know, like the pacing might be off, the acting at times is horrible. I will admit, but I'm looking still from you know a, a 14 year old boy's eyes like i remember seeing it and another thing i wanted to mention too this is the movie that for me and i don't know if it's like that over in england we used to stand up and clap in the movies a lot you know like during rocky like we didn't know people that we were standing next to we'd be hugging each other kissing each other you know, it was just like a, a movie was a big experience. And if you could do something like that to get the crowd up screaming at the at the screen, you know, as though those people were actually right in front of you, that's a huge thing. And I've seen it happen just a few times, like almost all the Rocky movies were like that. Um, but Superman 2, for me, that was the most that people got up and applauded during the, the movie uh, that I'd ever seen. Um, during As those... British, we we tend not to do that, Joe. Yeah, I kind of figured that. The yeah, only time I've ever experienced that is when we went down to London, paid an absolute fortune to park, and we watched the first showing at where was it? Babe? Oh, you you came the Force Awakens. The Force Awakens in London, and um, which cinema? Uh, the biggest IMAX in Europe. The, there we go, uh, Empire Leicester Square. So the closest I've come to that is is being part of that audience with like you know really mega star wars fans who were quite vocal but not to the extent that you'd probably get in the u.s <laughs> you know, it was just it was a fun experience in, yeah. in the 80s you'd have been met with a barrage of tutting from a british yeah can you sit down please <laughs> Okay. You'd be happy slapped and it'd go viral on TikTok. Uh, if you paid for my seat. I'd like to see the movie. Please sit down. <laughs> they have people over here that shoot at the screen, you know, with guns. And, uh, oh, well, well, let's certainly make it. <laughs> it didn't happen during Superman, but it was so many times I got up and was jumping up and down, clapping, and the people around me wore it too. They were screaming at, at Superman, you know, they 
they were booing at Lex Luthor. I'd never seen anything like that before. Even in the first one, it, it wasn't as much as this. You know, and I, I'll always remember that. You know, I guess that's why I think of it fondly because it was—it wasn't only a movie; it was an experience. That yeah, yeah. Maybe if I would have seen it in a different theater, or, or I saw it today for the first time, you know, I wouldn't have had that same feeling. Yeah. It's a lot of nostalgia. I think this yeah. is the right place to start with the pod, you know, because I think understanding that di- directorial dynamic and how the film was cobbled together is important to understand some of its perhaps flaws or eccentricities later on. But I think also, Joe, as well, you describing, again, where you, where you came from with this film and the journey you've been on with it, I think really helps to understand it. Because even when I'm being sniffy with my review, you know, I appreciate it that it's not kind of an intellectual exercise. It's about in, in, enjoying a film, isn't it? Feeling part of what's going on screen. Yeah. So it you know, definitely brings that to life. Yeah, definitely. I mean, <clears throat> you know, the biggest thing from the dollar cut is there is no Paris scene. There is no... That whole thing's cut out, and the way that they escape from the Phantom Zone, being trapped in there, is the, the nuclear missile that he diverts and throws into space at the end of Superman. Um, and so it pretty much continues where exactly where Superman left off. Um, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, you're making me feel bad now, Joe, because I, I, I feel you know, bad. I do know because. I, I remember how I felt when it came out. So, yeah, okay, still five. There's so much. There's so much wrong. Uh, uh, oh, Amanda never says. Regular listeners know this, but Amanda never says. She never talks during the movie. She never offers a commentary. She did in this case. Uh, she's I? like going, "Why? Wait a minute. Oh. How did he get? How did he get from there? Where did he get the car from?" Right, there's loads of things. <laughs> there, there are loads the of things car? wrong. Yes. I guess we'll get there. We'll yes, get there. We, we will get there. Anyway, shall we get on to Roll Call? Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay, here's Roll Call. Roll Call. I realise when I say it, roll, roll Call. Not Roll Call. Roll Call. Anyway, we need to come up with one for Oscar Bance. Oscar Bance. Have well, we got... Um, cast. If I go through, do you... Do you is there a place, natural place for Oscar Bantz to be? Or is it on one? Too much Oscar Bantz in, in this, um, in my preparation for this. I've had to cut it down. So wow. Wow. <laughs> See? And, wow. And as for, for a film that I've scored two out of ten, there's uh, three different, I mean, obviously a lot of it revolves around Gene Hackman, but he's far from the only Academy Award. Yeah, nominee. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I get that. Well, mm-hmm. should we just go through? Yeah, let's just get on with it then. Come on. Well, Christopher Reeve then. Not, not a lot, really, apart from Superman. Um, I did see the retrospective on Superman 3 where Christopher Reeve is put into the background and Richard Pryor is front and centre. If you thought that Superman 2 didn't make a lot of sense in places, then pretty much the entire entire Superman 3 doesn't make any sense whatsoever. But but next to Superman 4, which had its budget slashed in half while they were making the film, they have to give it to special effects. It's basically like Hollywood handing, handing me loads of footage and going, Charles, could you just do some effects? We need it in two <laughs> weeks. Is that? And yeah, I'm pretty sure I would together. come up with something better than the effects yeah, in Superman yeah. 4. But Christopher Reeve, Superman <laughs> 1 to 4, Somewhere in Time, Switching Channels with Kathleen Turner and Burt Reynolds, where he plays the nice but you know, ultimately going to get your heart broken by the end of this film. Nice guy. And he made a cameo in Smallville. I don't know if I've missed anything. 
really. Uh, well, he was in Street Smart, I think. Which he, which he said, I'll only do this film if you make Street Smart. I think it was this film he said he would do. Well, at the time, people loved Street Smart. Um, okay. And I, I think that was Morgan Freeman's first movie. That's, uh, that's right, yeah, yeah. Um, but Not a lot I, I else, wanna... Joe. Not a lot else. Uh, I, I can't think of the movie, but it was like a mystery. I think it was a play, but I, I, again, I can't think of it. But yeah, not much else. When did uh, when did he have his accident? Uh, it was the late nineties, wasn't it? Was it? Yeah, it was after Superman four. He died, I think, it was it in two thousand and four? Was it? Um, I believe it was. I don't know. Yeah, it was was sad, very sad. But, absolutely. But I, but I did want to say, I mean, what's great about Christopher Reeve's portrayal of Superman is, you know, he, he plays two characters. He plays the nerdy Clark Kent with the glasses and he plays Superman. And uh, what I feel is, that's brilliant with it is that he's so nerdy that, that people are, are repulsed by him in the office. Yeah. <laughs> they don't <laughs> and, acknowledge him at all, do they? And I've had like that. He's not like he's there. In my office, there was a guy that used to sit next to me. He was so disgusting that people would just stay away from him. Like he used to like cough every three seconds, like, <clears throat> you know. And then, I by the the sixty second mark, he would suck in all of the snot that he drew up, and I had to sit next to the guy. And I thought I was gonna just kill us both, you know. That's, that's probably the best solution. Did he and... turn out to be a superhero? I mean, is this what's going to happen? He take his glasses in? off. And he then was like, so goes, weird. Aha, I'm the shadow. He looked like Shrek. He really did. You know, he was nothing right. to look at, but he loved himself. He actually had an eight by ten picture of himself on his desk. I, I, and... I respect anybody that has the, has the bravado to, to do Self-love. that. Love. He, he just was so weird, and he used to hit on all the girls, and and everybody used to get skeeved by him. He wouldn't do any work. He would stand behind your desk and kind of sneak up behind you and just count the gray hairs in the back of your head, you know. But that was a type of person. Did he get, you did he get a lot of action, Joe? No, he got zero point zero action. Oh, okay, I thought there was <laughs> jealousy that was creeping in. Do you remember that guy we used to work with? Who's um, Phil yes. Berry? No, no, no. Oh, was, right. in our directing, but MIS, I think it was called. Anyway. He had to have his desk burnt, do you remember? Because <laughs> what they discovered was, I mean, he was a, a, a gross individual all around, but what, what was truly horrifying was when they looked, somebody looked under his desk and there was like a stalactite of um, nose pickings, which he had accumulated oh over a, a period of time. And, I uh, do you remember that? I can't tell you who it was, though. Uh, he was called, well, it's a long time ago, and it's quite mm. a common name, so I'm not, I think it was called something like Dave Jones, or you know, it was a very... Generic name like that, but yeah, the guy, um, the guy had the stalactite of uh, boogers, as you would call them in America. Um, yeah, I thought you were going to talk about comic book guy, Bill Berry, Bill Bezzer Berry, yeah, prototype for him. Who would know if he was uh, he was actually a listener? Not even listen to your podcasts, yeah, one less listener now. He ain't gonna kill me. Well, um. <laughs> I, I, I will meet all listeners. I'm sure he's changed. I'm sure he's uh, seen the error of his ways uh, at the time. Let's hope. Okay. Kissing his ass. Just in case. <laughs> Chris, Christopher Reeve, though, isn't, as you say, Charlie, he's not, not got a great uh, film career. But what I thought was interesting is that the roles which he allegedly turned down 
because according to my research, he turned. He said um, he, he was uncomfortable playing the action genre because uh, the starring roles could easily be played by anyone with a strong physique. So he turned down the lead roles in American Gigolo, The World According to Garp, Splash, Fatal Attraction, Romancing the Stone, Lethal Weapon, and Body Heat. Uh, also, Fletcher Christian in The Bounty, which went to um, Mark Gibson. So even if there's a bit of a pinch of oh, wow. cinemas, that, that's quite the uh, the series of films to turn down. I thought, you know, really. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the, the Richard Donner connection in there, it would have, yeah. Wow. You know, it's it's weird when you hear, like, how many Hollywood actors turn down so many amazing roles, you know. It's like, what's wrong with you, you know? And, and like, they're doing nothing. Like, I remember Michael Keaton was the same type of person. Like, it, he was off of Ghostbusters, and he was doing nothing. He's like, nah, it sounds stupid, you know. Uh, it's like, are you serious? You know? <laughs> But, uh, but, it, but getting back to you know the character of Clark Kent and Superman, what I, what I think is fascinating about it is again that what I love about Superman is that he's you know he's an orphan basically. He feels out of place on this earth because he's not really one of us. But he loves it because it's his adopted planet, and that they, you know, that this couple took him in and they loved him and they they treated him like their son yeah and he just absolutely has complete love for this planet and he wants to defend it but he wants people to like him but he can't because if he does it's gonna somehow come out that they might recognize that he's superman so he's got to walk around being very nerdy being you know someone that nobody wants to hang out with nobody wants to go out with him for drinks after work he never gets invited to christmas parties and i i just see where you say how could lois lane be so dim by not seeing that it's just superman with glass it's it's his whole attitude you know that he kind of like walks kind of like hunched back and um he's just again so nerdy that it it, it you you get pushed away from him because you don't want to hang out with him and she's like that she's blind by the fact that she's in love with superman that she can't see that he's right in front of her i I don't know i i think it works where the current version of superman with henry cavill he's too cool it's like how could you not know that he's not superman because he doesn't put the nerd act on all he does is he put it puts on glasses girls like him because he looks like superman yeah you know but everyone has their own version of superman that they like I think Christopher Reeve does the best version because he balances it perfectly. He is, he is the best. He is the best. He's my Superman. I think he's the best Superman. I think my second favourite, controversially, is Dean Kane. I really. Oh, like, I did like watching him. Oh, New Adventures of Superman was just a great series. Mm. Great he's series. He's my least favourite. Um, I take issue with you, Joe, that um, he has a great love of humanity. Because uh, without any consultation whatsoever, it arbitrarily makes a decision to go. I'm not going to protect him anymore. And I'm like, protect well, you must. Well, you can't like yeah, her. Because he that falls much. in love with Lois. Yeah, because yeah, he takes that? his powers away. I'm like, yeah. well, that's not. And you're not going to go to the heads of the world and go. You know that security that you've got because I'm around. Yeah, you're going to have to think of something yeah, else. Yeah, that that unofficial uh, security blanket. Yeah, the, 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 yeah. the thing that's true. That we were doing. Yeah, that's an excellent point. And it, you know what that scene reminded me of is Captain America in Avengers Endgame. How he's like, well, I'm going to go back in time. I've served my duty. It's like, no, Captain America doesn't do that. Captain America loves his country more than he loves any one individual. You mm-hmm. know, and and yeah, that that kind of irritated me. And back in the day. 
Superman sleeping with Lois was a huge controversy, mm-hmm. you know, because they were not married at the time. Uh, people were just losing their minds that they had sex t- together. Well, they, it looked like they did anyway. Oh, they um, definitely did. Yeah, they had to snuggle on a blankety bed. Make it snuggle. Yeah. Well, you can you could be in bed naked with somebody and have sex with them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, well, that's a sound effect. No, no. Yeah, well, uh, uh, well, I'm not. Well, I I'm not going to go there. But, but no, I remember one time I was watching uh, the Notebook with my niece, who was really young, and she wanted to watch it. She's like, I want to watch it, Uncle Joe, but you know, my mom doesn't want me to see any dirty scenes. So can you? You know, basically fast forward the dirty scenes, and and there's a scene where the two of them go in this old house, and they take their clothes off, and they're on top of each other, and uh, she's like, Uncle Joe, and I'm like, Yeah, and she's like, You know, you're supposed to pause this or get rid of it, and I was like, They're not having sex; they're just naked on top of each other. <laughs> they're cuddling, you know. And at that point, she goes, sex, sex, Uncle Joe? Can you? And you, oh, God, wait a minute. <laughs> Where, where's the remote? Yeah, I didn't want to have that discussion. Go make a cup of tea, Charles. Yeah, well, yeah. The, the famous line that my mum said, because I went to see Top Gun with mum. And in, I, um, in the sex scene, everyone's raptured sitting watching it. And mum goes, yeah, go and put the kettle on, Charles. Which, which everybody in the cinema knew what that actually meant. And we go for him with laughter, and I'm like, "Yeah, cheers, mum. Thanks, thanks for that." Maverick? <laughs> and how old were you watching? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was last week. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it was uh, 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 in, in Shropshire. Weirdly enough, Shropshire, Shropshire, um, 1986. Top right, Gun. I did want to see. Right, we've got to keep going. Christopher Reeve. Well, really quick, I just wanted to say too, Christopher Reeve got screwed. Go in. He got so screwed. You know, he did not get the. You know the the lead title in the first one Marlon Brando demanded that he have the top title and then Gene Hackman in this one Gene Hackman won the top title and he got it and then Richard Pryor comes in you know although yeah. I think he got the top title Christopher Reeve in the third one and then we but got John Cryer John Cryer in Superman 4 I, I don't think he's going to go ahead of anyone anytime soon Ducky and Pretty in Pink um, Gene Hackman then Memories of Gene Hackman before Dom gets his to his Oscar bands. I know the answer to that one as well. Dom ruins it for the listeners. That's, that's <laughs> not at all. Do you have a favourite? So Amanda, do you have a favourite Gene Hackman performance that isn't Lex Luthor? Not really. Oh, good lord! I do. Oh. Then before we get Who? to before we get to Dom Joe, Hoosiers. I, I really liked him in Hoosiers. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for me, see, I, Gene Hackman in the in the eighties. You got the you got seventies Gene Hackman. You got the Poseidon Adventure, French Connection one and two, and then you've got Superman. They, I'm not going to spoil this bit for you, um, Dom. Don't worry. Um, the eighties, the late eighties Gene Hackman. I really liked Target, Bat Twenty One, Danny Glover, No Way Out, Kevin Costner. Great films, and I mean great films. Uh, and I really like the, the the Gene Hackman. Fast fast forward again. I'm going to skirt around it. But Crimson Tide, mm, Crimson Tide yeah. is it, it, it's two heavyweights in Gene Hackman and Denzel Washington. Uh, you know the tagline for it was tension you can chew. 
written by Quentin Tarantino, who took the script and then gave it back and I went, there you go. It. Yeah, and because, you know, you can see the parts that Quentin Tarantino wrote, they were like, what? You could just stand out. But, but yeah, over to you, Dom, anyway. What, off it's the birds, off the birds. No, no, no. I mean, you, we've not really mentioned the French connection, which I think is an absolute classic one and two. You know, if we're doing sequels, we'll have to skip back a decade, but those films still stand up. Um, they do. All mentioned, love them. Um, Roy Scheider. Uh, so, yes, I, Roy Scheider and Gene Hackman. What? Yes, so that's only too pretentious, though. The Conversation is an excellent film as well. If you've not yeah. seen that, it puts him in a bit of a different light. But the one that's that's a bit less obvious that's a personal favourite of mine is The Royal Tenenbaums. Um, not yeah, everyone's okay. Wes Anderson, uh, not everyone's favourite director, but I think that's a, probably my favourite one of his films, and he, he's really good in that as well. So those are, yeah, my contribution. But I, as I was doing my prep for this pod, it did occur to me that whilst you couldn't say that Gene Hackman is... Is it anyway an obscure actor? You know, he's a high-profile, prolific actor who's successfully spanned a number of decades. I don't think he's quite in that top-tier bracket, and for me, he, he deserves to be. I think he's a you know great actor and, and an actor's actor as well, and, and he has indeed been nominated for five different Academy Awards. Um, so I'm not going to do them all because some of them are a bit more obscure than others. But I thought um, he won the Best Actor in 1972 for The French Connection. And um, for me, yeah, the, the standout there, the other films that year were Peter Finch for Sunday Bloody Sunday, Walter Matthau for Koch, George Koch. Scott for The Hospital, Topple for Fiddler. So, yeah, it, you know, Slam Dunk must have been the Red Hot favourite, nailed it and, and yeah. did that. He, he also yeah, yeah. won for um, 1993 and the Best Supporting uh, Actor here. And this, this one's a bit more debatable, I thought. So he won it for Unforgiven. Um, then you had Jay. Jack Nicholson for a few good men. So talk about an epic encounter there, because that is a that is a fantastic performance by Jack Nicholson. Um, Al Pacino for Glen Gary, Glen Ross. So you know, not not one of the, the films uh, copy my mind talk about Al Pacino, but a great film and a great role in that as well. And then slightly more obscurely, David Palmer for Mr. Saturday Night. But um, yeah, to beat Jack Nicholson in a few good men and Al Pacino, I think is uh, Al Pacino won the year before for Set of a Woman. And it was almost I, like one of those where the Oscar goes, oh, how have we let Al Pacino not win an Oscar for all this time? Uh, let's give it to him for Scent of a Woman, which I actually think is a really good film, but a lot of people thought it was a cop-out to give mm. him give him the Oscar for that when he's, uh, you know, Godfather. I, I don't even think Scent of a Woman's good, you know, personally. That, that's yeah. What yeah, we love it, don't, don't we? Uh, don't we, Toodle Pip? Yeah, I like that film. Yeah. It gets a bit annoying when he get, keeps going, Ooh-ha! like that. That's, Ooh-ha! that's a bit annoying. Yeah. But, um, yeah. We'll say, I, I loved him in Unforgiven. And if it was up to me, I would have given him the award too over um, Jack Nicholson. Fair, fair yeah. enough. Um, yeah, yeah. His, his first nomination was in 1968. The only thing I want to say about that is it's one that we've referred to before, which was he lost out to... Um, George Kennedy for Cool Hand, cool hand Luke, and that's the Naked Gun link there. So, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. Naked Gun would have had some Oscar bans. Um, 1971 was pretty obscure. He lost out to John Mills for Ryan's Daughter. Um, uh, he was, That was Gene Hackman's uh, portrayal in I Never Sang for My Father, which surely is going to be some sort of pointless answer. But I thought his 1989 <laughs> Best Actor nomination was worthy of a bit of discussion because this, this was the... Um, this was the, the final five. So the, it was up against um, Dustin Hoffman for Rain Man, mm. uh, Tom Hanks for Big. Yeah, who would have thought that got nominated for Best Actor? <laughs> uh, Edward James Olmos for Stand and Deliver. That's and Matt Francino for Pell the Conqueror. Um, 
But yeah, three big films there in Rain Man, Mississippi Burning and Big, and indeed he duly lost out to Dustin Hoffman for Rain Man. It was Rain Man's year, it was just everywhere. What was Hackman's uh, movie? It was Mississippi Burning, sorry. Oh, okay. William Jafari, that's, that's, yeah, that's a great film. Um, Let's let's not forget him, you know, The Firm, so two John Grisham novels, Mm. Firm with Tom Cruise and Runaway Jury with John Cusack, which I think is brilliant. Um, If you were ever in any doubt of his sort of whimsical side, um, I urge you listeners to check out a film with um, Robin Williams uh, and Gene, I'm trying to remember the, Robin Williams, Gene Hackman, uh, Hank Azaria, Basically, it's called the Bird Cage. And oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Now that is that is the, the end of that film. I will or will never ever forget because it's just a great film. Um, Amanda's looking really puzzled. We need to watch that because yeah. Robin Williams is every everyone's just everyone's They're just all pretty good. Into it. It. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he was also in Get Shorty. He was, he was uh, Wyatt Earp's dad in Wyatt Earp. Um, uh, yeah, I think we've got everything there. Young Frankenstein. Young Frank. Young Frankenstein. Um, uh, Michael Kidder. Not a great deal. I think we can just skip a little bit here. I know we can talk about her as Lois Lane as we go, but um, the Great Waldo Pepper, Amityville. That I, mm. I, I, I watched that by mistake because it was on and I was left in front of the TV and it, it put me off horror movies for about five years. So I just didn't go anywhere near. Because it wasn't very good, or because it was scary. No, I remember she was she was <laughs> she was looking out, um, and she turned around, and there's a devil sat inside the kitchen, and it's so freaky. I mean, the whole Amityville thing. It's one of those things that I can't I can't watch again. I watched the Exorcist it's real. when I was young. Yeah, I watched it's... the Exorcist as well, and I, I I just I can't watch them in the same way that Amanda can't watch The Omen. Because that would just do her in. Well, I'm to- I, I don't know. I'm toying with the idea of actually watching it again, but I, the problem is I don't want it to re-release the visual nightmares that I had. I'm not sure if it's therapy to do it or <laughs> whether it's just leave it alone, Amanda. Don't well, let's poke, have a, let's have a double bill. Don't poke the bear in the zoo. <laughs> Oh, can we join in? I, can, I might even come down and invite myself to stay at your house if we're doing that. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to be. Yeah, right. just... it's, my, it's my favourite genre, and um, and I love it. And I want to be there on that journey with you if you are going to bring, a, sli- bring a sleeping bag and some snacks and stuff. <laughs> they see, I've watched The Exorcist, and I thought it was funny. Oh, jeez! But Are I you watched Beetlejuice? it. Crikey! Yeah, I watched it with. <laughs> teenage boys and they were just mucking about all the way through it so I think it's because I wasn't really paying attention and just having a laugh <laughs> there'll be no laughter not not our film night I'll be sitting there <laughs> <laughs> away on a pipe watching it so uh, yeah it's... Uh, we've got to nice. do that we've got to do a horror season or a horror special or yeah you or I'm just going to turn up unannounced and uh, we're watching horror films <laughs> yeah one day you should come down here and see Jaws while being in an inner tube in the water. Yeah, you know, I'll do Your that. legs underwater. You know, yeah. And we'll see if you get scared. And then. the divers paid to come in and yank some people down at a certain time. They've got earpieces in. Yes. Yeah. I know all about God. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No yeah. thanks. Yes. And a Jaws Fest, um, which I may never get to, but anyway, Jaws Fest, that's what they do. And you are on the beach. You are in the same place where the shark, shark was. Oh. 
Yes. How can they, how can they put a movie on at the beach? They put a big... You're That's watching easy. it from the dinghy. You're watching it from while in the sea, watching it on the beach. It's like a drive-in big, big screen, movie Like theater. a drive-through... Drive, drive-in? Drive, drive-in movie. Yeah. A drive-through movie. Drive-in. In the there's a big screen and you're watching it from the sea. I, I don't know what else I can tell you. Um, in a car? No, yes. you're in a tube. Yes, yes you're in I'm a... I'm confused. You're in James Bond's uh, Lotus Esprit from The Spy Who Loved Me, yes. You, you, no, you know, like there. one of those big tubes that, that you, like, your legs go through and you know the what top Dom is just above explained? water? Yeah, the, the thing Inner you tube. just literally just explained. It's like okay. a tire. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And next to him is Chitty Chitty Bang Bang with the inflated, uh, <laughs> inflated <laughs> thing in there. Cause... Now we're talking. All right, okay. Yeah. What Are do you, you see? Oh, oh my god. Good lord. I love know. that movie. I love that no, movie. I like that movie too. Yeah. Only they <laughs> spoiled it at the end with the flying car. At the very end, where they were both together and he rescues her from like the driving into the pond again. And then like what, they decide you think to it's get all married. Because it was all a dream. No, 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 not that bit. The, the real bit. No, but it perpetuates the fact that it's not a dream. <laughs> it's not a dream, no. Through. It's not a dream. It's but... about Chitty chitty bang bang, but they completely sport it. But it the is the same a dream. with Greece. The same with Greece. Yeah, Why but... did they have the flying car at the end of Greece? No need for that either. There is right. Okay. Sorry, you, we're you on. Do know, you do know chitty chitty bang bang is is a is a story that's told. Yes, I know that. Okay, so it doesn't actually fly. But in the reality part, where she runs into the pond in the car, that's and right. then he goes. And he's like, oh, my God, oh, my God, your father's round my house. And he's just basically said the toot sweets are a, a major success for dogs. Yeah. He wants to offer me a contract. And she was like, oh, I know, I know. I was just coming to see you. But like, yes, I remember the reality bit. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the reality. So then when they're in the, his car together, the car then lifts up and flies round and all the kids are waving at them. And you're like... Stop! Nobody's pointed at it. Going, look, there's a flying car. But it's not. It's because it's not Chitty Chitty Bang. That was made up. That bit. Ooh, I think. Well, so in reality, why are they having a flying (laughs) car anyway? Well, truly scrumptious. Recently died. That's that's right. Yeah, she was cremated. Uh, Is there a a sweet (laughs) related gag there or something? (laughs) I don't know. It's like. But, but, yeah, I think but, instead of Toodle Pip, you should be called Truly Scrumptious. Cinder Toffee or something. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, right. Look, right. We're going to skim through the rest of the movie. Right. Ned can Bunchy. I just say... No, I just no say, you can't. No, I just want to say, I, I think Margot Kidder is a horrible Lois Lane. I think, I think you're right. She's also in Maverick. Uh, she was in a TV series called Phantom 2014 and in the 2000 remake of Halloween 2 which Dom must be better. I need to go back and read it, but must be better than the Halloween 2 that we saw for the podcast. Um, she was also in all of the Supermans, one to four. Um, and she was crazy. In, in various degrees. Anyway, yes. Ned Beatty. Hey, Oscar Bantz. <laughs> Not for Margot Kid, no. Okay, <laughs> that's, that's that done then. Right, next. Ned, we haven't even got past Roll Call. We haven't talked about the movie we're yet. We're going to get to it. We're going to, in fact, we're going yeah, to go, bloody hell, they just take ages to Ned get Beatty, to the Silver film. Streak, uh, the remake of Captain America um, in 1990. He was the voice of Lotso in Toy Story, um, the bear. Uh, but his most famous role for me will be when he played Dean Martin in the uh, 1986 film Back to School with Rodney Dangerfield. Oh, I hate that man. No, you don't. You don't like. Um, no, no, you don't mind the, the Dean. 
the, the gag is he's Dean Martin and he's Dean Dean Martin Dean Martin yeah no Rod- you forgot his... I don't like him <laughs> you forgot his biggest movie what Deliverance oh yeah. Deliverance and you forgot something yeah alright oh is that the one with the banjos who's on the receiving end of the famous mm-hmm. scene yeah the, the square yeah, I, I never looked at Ned Beatty the same after that movie even while watching Superman I was it's like a pretty disturbing damn. film Deliverance Brilliant. Especially for Ned Beatty. <laughs> yeah. Right. I'm going to skim through some of these. Um, Dom, I've got, I've got a question for you, and you might have already anticipated the question I'm going to ask you in a moment. But uh, Sarah Douglas, uh, she starred in V, the TV series. Wonderful. Uh, she's born in. Uh, she's born and uh, lives in Stratford-upon-Avon. And who are we talking about? Uh, Dom, do you want to say the name yet again? Ursa. <laughs> Ursa. Yeah, the... Um, the female buddy oh the lady with the boots yes Mm. yeah let's take a take a moment Mm. you know what i really do like those boots i'd quite a pair of those myself to be honest right anyway um it's been a great podcast everyone (laughs) i'm gonna see you i'm gonna have to say good (laughs) night or rather not um so sarah douglas um to those uh, into their that's soaps dynasty. He's all over the place. I am. Um, <laughs> focus, focus, babe, focus. She's Pamela Lynch <laughs> in Falcon Crest. And she also replied, didn't reply to the role of Ursa, which apparently none of those, none of the people, none of the villains died at the end of Superman 2. That was confirmed recently. They didn't die. Oh, that because that was a question stuck. I had. Yeah, yeah. Well, I well we could explore that, and I'm sure I could bring Joe in. But if well, we, we probably won't if get we the do, time. Th- if we do, then there's actually um, three different versions of the movie. Oh, good lord! You, are you aware of that, Charlie? No. Yes, y- yes, and that's why I wanted to help clarify. Are they all equally as bad? No, one is more. <laughs> some are better than others. I'll just say. Oh God's sake! Right, Val- Valerie Perrin, Miss Tessmacher. Uh, she was in the Village People movie, which I really like, and we will do at some point. Can't stop the music. Really, I do genuinely like that. If they can, the Village People sing a song about milkshakes. Isn't that That's with uh, Bruce Jenner or was it? What's his name now? <laughs> Caitlin. Caitlin. Yeah, Kate, don't, Caitlin. Jenner. Don't dead name. <laughs> well, I, th- I think that's what the kids are calling it. Um, can't stop the music and what women want with Mel Gibson. Um, Dom, question for you: the president, E.G. Marshall, what's he famous for? Oh no! Well, now I've let you down, haven't I? Yeah, Don't he's... let me down. What's he famous for? Um, go on. Clark Griswold's father-in-law in National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Oh my goodness, is he? I didn't know that without. I didn't know that either. Oh, okay. Is he the one in the chair? He's the one with. Yeah. Thanks for noticing, Art. I, I never <laughs> understood, like, in the credits, like, when they say, and E.G. Marshall as the president. Who the hell is he? Why did he get, like, this big credit <laughs> at the end? Because he's the president. I never even heard of him. But I never even heard of him. Uh, I feel bad doing instead of fast forward to Terrence Stamp, um, uh, Wall Street. <laughs> uh, opposite Michael Douglas. He's Did the, he uh, play Zod? Lawrence Wildman, yeah. Zod. Yeah, yeah. Played Zod. Lawrence Wildman. I could sell that stock just to burn your ass. <laughs> love, love him in Wall Street. Uh, the Limey, he was uh, Emperor Val- Valorian in Star Wars Episode One. Uh, he was in Red Planet, Electra. 
Um, I know I'm not doing it much justice. I'm not even going to do Susanna York. Um, I do want to just end with Jimmy, Mark, Mc- Mark McClure. Um, anybody famous for what role? He was in That's the Future, wasn't he? That's right. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, that's good. I forgot about that. He's in um, Supergirl. And Supergirl. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Good lord, let's forget. Let's not. Let's not go there. Um, one of the ter- one of the terrorists uh, in the Eiffel Tower is really Richard. Is somebody Griffiths. famous? Yeah, Uncle Monty from With Nail and I. Mm-hmm. Yeah, before he discovered the route to the fridge. Yeah, absolutely. That was over who, my head. Who was in the control room at Houston? Oh, I know. Um, Cliff from Cheers. John Ratzenberger, the the that guy story himself. He was in Star Wars too. Oh, what was he? Yeah, because there is a Star Wars connection, isn't there? There's three of them that are in Star Wars. He definitely was an Empire, but I think he was in New Hope too. Right. And Shane Rimmer, who played the controller. Yeah, before Man starts cracking up by yeah. But Shane Rimmer, is that not going to make you laugh? No. Okay. I, I've gone past that now. All right, okay, that's fine. Um, I always remember... I might lose Shane... the will to live. We haven't even talked about the movie. Right, okay, we're going to get probably an hour and 15 minutes right. in. Right. <laughs> no, we're just an hour and five. I'm keeping yeah. an eye on it. Yeah, it's fine. There's two things we have to say before we finish Roll Call. One is the guy that played Non was a legitimately credible boxer who fought some, he fought George Foreman and Ken Norton for heavyweight. Oh, okay, I didn't pick that. I just thought it did, didn't do it. Right, okay, nice. Okay. Fair play. That, that, you know, getting into the ring with those all-time legends is uh, is pretty hardcore. And uh, Jackie Cooper, the guy that played the editor of the Daily Planet, whatever it's called, he, in Oscar Bantz news, uh, he was and remains the youngest nominee ever for um, a major Oscar. He was nine years old when he was uh, nominated for to the checks notes um the champ yeah is that it uh no no skippy in 1932 so he he was nine years old (laughs) prolific um for uh what's funny about skippy what sorry we've lost she laughing why is she laughing at skippy she's either laughing or she's choking (laughs) (laughs) or maybe both (laughs) oh maybe both skippy skippy the bush kangaroo nominations well, it was probably a better movie than the TV series. I don't know. I haven't seen it. Well, anyway, who knows? Right, on to the film. Where should we go? Where should we go with this? Do you want? Do you, do you know what? Before we before we talk about the film, because I have got tri- I had to condense the trivia. I probably got about ten minutes of trivia. Although, if I put the trivia out there, it probably would take ten hours. So, do you know what? Let's. I, I, I want to hear. Your annoyances with the film, Toodle Pip. Oh, good. Right. Okay. Now you're going to go for annoyances, then that's going to not make it look very good. <laughs> no, 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 it's fine, because I haven't got that many, but, you know, right. I- I'd like to share these. Right, so first one, 8 minutes 40, introduction recap. Done it. Not a lot going on. Done yeah. it, you're outnumbered. Well, yeah. Just excessively disagree i know yeah. not necessary it's almost like riding on the coattails of the first movie because we know that this movie is not that good oh god it's almost like it's a sequel and you need yeah. to explain what's going on oh yeah 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 i'm with you i agree didn't need it okay uh i like the fact that they had concord mentioned because they sent lois to paris 
they cut out that scene. It, it actually they aired a a version of Superman two over here in the United States, which was two nights, and I think it was either three to four hours. It was pretty long. And there's a scene of him. It's such a cool scene. I don't know why they cut it out of the Concord flying,、oh. and Superman is next to it, and he looks at the pilot, waves, and he goes. You know,、yeah. it's like why would you cut that scene out? It was so、oh. awesome. But Lois Lane's supposed to be on that Concord. Yeah, because that's what、Maybe、the editor says a... that that well, we've already no, found her out there. No, he was trying to save Lois because he knew she was in Paris. So,、uh, was there only one Concord at the time? Yeah. No, no there was. No,、you. there was more than one. Oh, I thought there were. No, there's more than one. The one that、uh, takes、France、Phil Collins had, to, to、uh, do live aids. France、aids. had、uh, Concords, and、uh, British Airways had Concords as well.、Uh, right. So,、okay. um, why? Why? Okay, in Paris, in the Eiffel Tower, it didn't take a long to get at the top, did it? Not, no red face, no running up the stairs, <laughs> no clutch, clutching at her heart. <laughs> I thought, Christ, she's very, very fit to be running up all those stairs because a lot of stairs. I, I then, don't know what they were were trying to accomplish. I don't know. by by blowing up the you know the chains and and the brakes and everything because that thing was just going to land and blow up Paris anyway, right?、Know. Wasn't it? It was just an incredibly unrealistic depiction of the French because surely they would have surrendered within the first thirty seconds. And then, and then,、um, how did strike protest afterwards? Oh, and plus, I'm sorry. How did Superman, when he saved Lois, span around the Earth really quickly? But it takes him ages to get to to France. Yeah, he knew it. He, he knew he had time. All right, and、oh, right, okay. Can, can I just carry on? Yeah,、Thanks. sorry. Right. Okay. We've got to give annoyances to your annoyances, but all right. Yeah. Okay. On, all right.、Uh, why did she get underneath the lift? She's an idiot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that, don't that, get it. We, don't we, get we don't it. have any explanation. No reason to do that whatsoever. Um. Da, 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 da.、Uh, Where did right, they get the car from? The space、from? explosion. Okay. When. Uh. Superman gets the lift,、uh, rescues Lois, tells her to stop being a stupid woman, and then takes the lift back up.、Uh, but instead of just like depositing it somewhere where it could be recycled or putting it down by the side of the Eiffel Tower, no. What does he have to do? He has to take it off into space because there was a bomb in there. Go and go and go and like take it up into the upper stratosphere, into space, and create. Space junk. It blew up. There was no space junk. And, and, and by, by, right, by massive, and a massive clanging coincidence、um, happens to detonate it where the criminals, his father, jailed some time previously. Just yeah, in the Phantom、point. Zone, which I call to it as a pane of glass. But um, yeah, just like, would you actually have heard that explosion? Oof, we're getting into no, last, it, last Jedi. It's a comic、now. book movie. It's a comic、yeah. book movie made for kids. Nah, well, what you don't, don't see is the、um, interplanetary aliens going. Let's go and visit Earth. Let, and they're all sitting, <laughs> sitting there in their space <laughs> bus. And at that point, they go, "What's this? Is this a greeting party?" Boom. Charlie, <laughs> did, did did she ever see two thousand and one A Space Odyssey? Oh, she'd never watch that. I, I don't. Well,、oh, you should know, watch、I'm, that if you want to see a realistic space depiction where there's no sound in space. That is watch that. In fact, I do want to watch that again. Is that with Hal? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I've seen that. That's disturbing. Um, or am I thinking of a different film? Which, <laughs> I think you are. I think you're talking. Hang on, which is the many... one where the the event horizon. 
takes well, over and uh, is actually not, not very pleasant to the lady on board. Silent running. No. no. You are talking about um, 2001 A Space Odyssey, yeah. Am I? Yeah. Is this something about... No I, I, no, I think you're talking about there was a, a movie about a computer that fell in love with a woman in the house and he wouldn't let her out. Oh, no, uh, I'm not talking about that. It was definitely in space. Anyway, space. let's move okay. on. Yeah. Right. When they're back in uh, uh, the Daily Planet offices and he's rescued her, and she's like deciding while she's having a fag, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, uh, sorry, to our American listeners, while she's having a cigarette. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Nice advertising Horror. as well with the Marlboro packets everywhere. Well, yes, yeah. uh, we'll get to that. And the Coke sign, yeah, and everything else that was going on. Um, <laughs> Strangely, instead of him being championing fresh orange juice for vitamin C, he goes, uh, uh, Lois, surely, um, you know, we've got pills for that now. He's advocating vitamin tablets rather than having proper vitamins from oranges. Anyway, I couldn't quite get that. Um, I, I didn't even pick that one up. I didn't okay. find that annoying at all. I mean, because it's like, <laughs> why would you want to go through like a bag full of oranges and, and instead of just having a pill? Because it's mm. fresh. Amanda, well, I, can't, yeah, but... I, can't, I can't believe you, you've skipped over the fight on the moon as not causing... No, it. I haven't, because that's oh. the next bit. That's oh, like wait a minute. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you've got... I'm, I'm giving you five minutes to get all your gripes out of the way. Uh, okay, right. Moon mission. Uh, very fragile spacecraft. I was really not impressed with that moon mission thing at all. That just was really annoying. Uh Lex escapes prison by a hot air balloon, ends up heading north. He hasn't got a coat. And then you see him on a blooming snowmobile, dressed up to the nines in big, massive coats. And she's all dolled up with her red outfit. And then it it transpires she's not been to the toilet for two days. (laughs) And the boat. Get the boat. There's a boat. It's Luther. He probably has some. Don't Maybe get he that. has like really warm underwear that you don't know about. Where did he get the snowmobile from? Did he know? Oh, and the kid mucking about at Niagara Falls. Oh, come on. That was just, that's not going to happen, is it? Yes, it would. Kids are it, annoying. No, it wouldn't. <laughs> it wouldn't. Yeah. But, honest, it, but yeah. it took him way too long to get to the bottom. It I did mean, take a long yeah. it's like he, time. It's yeah, like he yeah, felt yeah, like 10 yeah, miles. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, I'm trying to find. Uh, no, why do you Niagara Falls? No uh, he nicks the two hot dogs. Doesn't pay for them. Yeah, thought, there was no one on I the thought, stand though. So I was like, oh, we'll just grab those then. Yeah, but he yeah. could have left money. He could have just. He could like, have done. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then the whole hotel thing. It's like, oh, come on, like you know, just share the bed. It's not that much bigger deal, is it? Uh, different times, different times. Oh, yeah. true. Okay. Right, another uh, couple. Oh, and then when, like, she finds out when he's actually Superman and that he confesses and then uh, obviously takes off the glasses to reveal everything. Uh, and then he says, oh, we'll, we'll go, to, um, go to my place. So he, he whistles her off over to his, like, crystal house. Um, and, and then <laughs> just, she says, I'm, looking at, I'm, I'm just gonna looking slip at Joe into going, something crystal, more. Crystal house. Why don't you just call it what it is? I don't know what it is. <laughs> What is it? Fortress of Solitude. Oh, there we go. Crystal. It's just Superman's gaff. Don't it's a worry cooler about it. name. Crystal House. Um, she says, I'm going to go and slip into something more comfortable. And at that point, Dom, I thought of you and Nathan. 
I thought you were naked gun. I thought you'd come back in. She didn't take any luggage with her. Can, can we just have a quick interjection on the Fortress of Solitude, if that's what we're calling it? Crystal uh, House. Crystal House. Where, where is that? Because it's simultaneously in the North Pole and North North Pole. in small town America as well. You know, they, there's. That's not explained, is it? He loses his powers and they walk from there to... True. That's oh, true. I'm coming on to that. I'm coming on to that. You've got, yeah. right, you've got another 60 okay. seconds, seriously. Okay, so it looks like Superman's got a closet of ladies' clothes then because she's found something in his crystal <laughs> house. Okay. Um, his mother's, mother's my clothes. My superpower is looking fabulous. <laughs> that, that's a <laughs> strap. Oh, today. Oh, yes. Nice. Anyway... When he Do, goes into I've only got unlimited time. Stop using it up. Right. When he goes into that <laughs> capsule, <laughs> it removes his powers. Why he has to have his powers removed? Why can't he just fall in love and just be Superman? Or why I even tell your that. dad? <laughs> you know, I don't get that. I don't get that at all. I would, you know, it's like, you know, it's like, you know, when you basically, basically you ask forgiveness after you've done something. So he should have had sex with her. And so I didn't know, <laughs> you know. Joe. I'm sorry. Right. So when it removes all his powers, why does he come out looking a complete and utter dunce with that stupid spotty haircut of his? Why does it make him look like really... This is nitpicking. Because that is nitpicking. No, it's it's not. I can assure you. So then I said, oh, he's got no powers. How are they going to get home? But the car. There's no car. They flew there. He can't fly anymore. <laughs> I don't know where you're, he, you're I, ruining this movie. Amanda. He got the car. He, he he must have got the car of Superman. And also oh, he, the oh, decan the decanter, the wine glasses, and the table and the cloth and everything. <laughs> oh, you didn't need something see, more comfortable. You didn't see all of the fortresses of solitude. You don't know what was in there. There could have been no. cars in there. There could no. have been clothes no. in there. Swimming no. pool. There could have been a bathroom in there. You just no. didn't see everything. Yeah, yeah. No. Right, one more, and then we've got to oh, go. We've got God. to go. Just pick one. Pick your best one. The dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just okay. It's probably just a, a small one. Right, okay. I did wonder what happened to the the three criminals because they just got booted down the side of the crystal gaps in the house. Surely they're they're either rotting. In his crystal house somewhere, yeah, that's true. or yeah. you know, or they've kind of magically kind of just run away somewhere because they I, haven't got any powers. I think now. in the TV movie, the four-hour version that Joe watched, or, or, or something that was—I think it was Sarah Douglas that was interviewed—and she goes, "No, no, no, they didn't die. They got arrested." Like, that's, that's that's it. That's what I was looking well, for. Well, they're they inappropriately got dressed for cold, cold weather as well, with her with a long. Very long. Well, so they were never this sports jacket. High heels and slitty trousers. With a, with a no, they were not going to enjoy prison. They would not survive. They'd be frozen. <laughs> they um, really would. And then. That was. And then, that's it. That's it. That's no, it. no, that's last it. one. No, Stop that's it all it. off. He delivers a new roof to the White House. What the? Seriously? Oh. Oh, well, if you might be curious about Superman 2, then... You, you know, it's funny. My friend can't watch this movie because at the end of Superman 2, when he's delivering that roof to the White House, the the waterfall or the, the water fountain that they have in front of the White yeah. House is a picture. It's not moving. If you look at it, <laughs> and he well, just can't watch it. If you watch, watch it closely, it. it's the same thing because his, his 
cape flaps exactly the same as he flies in but he refuses to watch it because that scene pisses him off so much it's like (laughs) why couldn't they put a real waterfall there so that's that's me i'm i'm sure there's plenty more but that's my sort of top 10 also i can say crap about lois's hair lois's hair got longer hey hey joe just say it about witches of eastwick oh we already have yeah that's true oh that's the one yeah. I don't know if they had to reshoot some of the film, but Lois's hair was definitely longer at the Daily Planet when the when the three criminals were there because it, it it was like down here, but her hair was up here. No one was looking at Lois. <laughs> <laughs> well, there we go. Anyway, rant okay. over. Oh, th- thank you. I, that's, rant uh, bants. There you rant, go. This is not the way I was expecting this podcast to Look, go. Look, Dom, well, I was, I was going to say, let, let's reach for Dom for a bit more of a, of a rational thing, but that's the, this is Mr. Two Out of Ten. Are we, are, what did you, okay, as a, as a juxtaposition, what did you, I mean, apart from Joe's introduction that makes you think about it in a different way, definitely happened with me. Um, <clears throat> what would you, what positives would you? Uh... Um, I, I liked. I, I can appreciate. You know, it is what it is. It's representing this kind of earlier comic book, and it's bringing it to the screen. And it's you know, when you're 14 or 11 or whatever old you are, and you see it for the first time, you're not looking at it through the same eyes. So, so I can appreciate that context. I think you know, the bits that I enjoyed most watching it recently, probably the dialogue in the um, Daily Planet. I thought they should have done more with that. Something that was genuinely quite amusing, like when the editor says to Clark Kent. Um, you know, you should take a leaf out of Lois's book. She's going to go probably get an interview with a hydrogen bomb and see what makes it tick. You know, kind of there were some snappy <laughs> one-liners in there, which I thought were pretty amusing. And, uh, you know, a bit more of that back and forth. I thought those characters were neglected, really. You know, Jimmy and the editor and kind of the, the hustle and bustle of Metropolis at the expense of some of the other stuff. It just, the film just feels to be like one set piece moving to another, yeah. to another, to another. It wasn't, there was no real development. And I thought it's when they slow. did take it, they did take the time a little bit more. There probably was more of a sense of humour there and um, some wit. So that, that, that's probably the part of the film that I enjoyed the most. I thought Clark, I thought Christopher Reeve did give a good performance um, as Superman. I thought, in slight contrast to what Joe said, when he played Clark Kent, I thought he, he overcompensated that nerdy bit, that it was kind of creepy performance almost when he, when he was Clark Kent. It's, yes, he's got a secret, but his secret isn't that he's Superman. His secret is that he's got bodies buried in his back garden or something because he came across as a bit of a murdering type, I thought. Yeah, so... Um, <laughs> I don't know about that. Blimey. <laughs> Joe, is this how... You must... Uh, this is how I felt when you all um, ganged upon me on the uh, on the Breakfast Club. You know, well, well, car- no, you know, karma. Ca- you know, I'm just giving it my honest. Poor old view. Joe, though, he's got, you know, got this lovely. I know, but Joe has a very unique relationship with this film. Hmm. We true. don't. Joe's right. a bit, bit older. Saw the film well, for I the do. first time. Well, we're in the minority here. Joe's right. When I was looking at the critics' reviews, they all loved it. You know, this was a popular film. Yeah, it got 83 and 76 percent. Critics loved it, so it's us. It's us who aren't getting it, and um, yeah, maybe it's in America. Maybe you know, because Superman and DC comics are such a straight, you know, such a a prominent part of perhaps growing up in America. They're less less so in this country. Maybe maybe that's one of the reasons we don't appreciate it as much. Mm. Well, we also we never thought that they could actually make a movie about Superman because 
It's just difficult, and they did it with the first one, and then the second one was all action. The problem with a lot of superhero movies is that they're origin stories, and you don't get to see the character fully powered in his costume until maybe halfway through the movie. This one starts out, he's Superman. You know, he's got his costume, he's got his powers, he knows what he's doing, and although we love the first one, we wanted to see him fight. And again, like I said, it's difficult for Superman to find a villain that he can fight that's his equal. And he had three of them to go after. That fight in Manhattan did not disappoint. I mean, for me anyway, I thought it was such a cool fight. I mean, I still remember as, you know, when I'm younger watching this fight and I'm just blown away. I still don't know how they did. I mean, I watched it recently. I don't know how he, how they did that effect of throwing Zod into the Coca-Cola sign for back then, because they didn't have any special effects back then other than blue and green screens, you know? Yeah, and your favorite line is the bit that was taken out of the Richard Donner. What's your favorite line, Jack? Yeah, in the the Richard Donner cut, he well, he he put in all right. Now I'll say in the theatrical one, is is what do you say? Is it General Zod? Do do you care to step outside? And um, which was really cool. And Richard Donner replaced it with, "Did you never hear of the power of the press, General Zod?" It's like. What? I mean, that ruined the whole movie for me. Yeah. You know, uh, also a, a very popular line is kneel before Zod. And, mm. you know, I know you said, Dom, that you didn't like Terrence Stamp's performance, but we loved it. I mean, it's like for us, you know, the only other British actor that we really knew was James Bond back then. And then this guy was like on another level for us. I mean, and, uh, he just became a classic villain. Um, like, again, I, I like the Zod that was in the uh, Henry Cavill movies, but I, I prefer this one, you know, because he's he's smart, he's calculating, he lets his goons do everything for him, you know, and, and he's a real threat. I, I, I don't know, like I said, I, I love the villains, I love the fight, I love Christopher Reeve in this, and the music, I wanted to mention the music too, so John Williams didn't want to do it too because he was another one that he was annoyed that. Uh, no, he, he was busy on other schools, so he. Came well, yeah, to... he was also that, but I also heard he was annoyed that he was fired, so he felt funny doing it. So he got like one of his apprentices. Um, was it Ken Thorne? Ken Thorne. And yeah. I I remember when I was a little kid, like again, I had they just had albums, and I could forget about finding it where I lived in Staten Island, the soundtrack to Superman too. My sister worked in Manhattan and she found it. And oh, I, I just, I listened to that album so many times, I just ruined the grooves in it. But it just is such a, a good piece. Even though it's a copy of everything that John Williams did, it's a different version of it. And I, I loved it. And I love the beginning. I know you don't like it, Amanda, but I love hearing that Superman theme done slightly different way. We getting a refresh of what the first one was all about, um, because again, you know, it was, it was a couple overused, of years. Joe, though. It was overused. What would you say? Especially was towards the end, <clears throat> the, the the John Williams bit that was just repeated over and over. I'm, but I'm fine with that because that's Superman's theme. Like again, when when Superman is kneeling before Zod in, in the Fortress of Solitude, and he breaks his hand, and that music starts, I still get chills hearing that little piece. And him picking him up and throwing him across, 
you know, the Fortress of Solitude. Again, people just screamed, you know. And again, kids back then, they didn't know what was going on. They didn't know that Superman got there early and reversed everything, you know. Um, but oh, I, I, I don't know. I, I just have such fondness for the movie. Um, it, it's not perfect. Like, again, it, it, some of the acting is just abysmal. And it, it could have been better. We, we definitely could have gotten a better picture. But it was because of greed. The Salkines, you know, wanted to save money. They wanted to show that they had the power. They were nickel and diming, you know, the movie where, again, the special effects suffered a little bit. And as the series went on, it, it got worse and worse because they got it cheaper, get worse cheaper. And worse. But the first movie was just a knockout. Like, people were just amazed by it. And instead of, like, following that up with something better they wanted to save money which kind of sucked yeah I thought one of the positives in the film um to build on that was was gene hackman and i thought he the film suffered again for reasons we've talked about that you know, he refused to come back and reshoot scenes and add bits things i thought when he was in it and um then, it, then that that shot i thought he pitched it quite right his performance it was entertaining and i thought and then there were just long sections when he wasn't present and i thought the film just you know suffered yeah. as and you could tell one of those reshoots is where he dropped off at the, at the Fortress of Solitude mm. at the end. That is not Gene Hackman. And that is not Gene Hackman's voice. Yeah. Yeah. What are you? Can you hear parachutes? <laughs> <laughs> what are you there? See? We got any trivia then? <clears throat> yeah. Let's do the. Let's, well, let's move to trivia because we could again. So, uh, I should introduce it. Somebody else want to introduce it? That's a no, then. Right. Trivia right. time. Okay. okay. Trivia time. Trivia time. Okay, well, that'll do, then. That'll do. I'll edit, I'll edit that in. Don't know what I'll do with that. I'm still going to find the tumbleweed. <laughs> the, 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 the chirping cricket for uh, Amanda's uh, earlier indiscretion. Um, what? Well, I forgot which... I forgot what... It was Joe's when he was talking about people... Um, Anyway, it was a little bit rude, so let's, let's not, let's not get into uh, <laughs> an 18 rating for this pod. Uh, during one take of the shot in which uh, Lois punches Ursa, um, she accidentally punched Sarah Douglas and knocked her unconscious. Oh, fair play. Yeah, that's not too bad. But this, this is a but good I advocate point. violence. No, no, no. Well, in, the, in that, not in real life, no, no. But if you're faced with a superhero that's just lost, just lost her powers and... You need to clock a one. I think that's entirely justified. Um, anyway, how how would you answer the the quiz question of what was the first television? What film was the first television spot for the first commercial ever aired on MTV? And it would be Superman Two, August the first, nineteen eighty one. There you go. It was a nineteen eighty film. Well, this is what I've, this is sometimes where I don't trust a trivia, and I think this is because of that. I'd got the. Um, Are they advertising it for video? No, it was a spot for the film. Well, no, it can't have been. Yeah. Usually, it was two years, wasn't it? At that point, where before it came out on video. Oh, at least, yeah. Remember, ET took ages. But anyway, mm. That's a different story. Margot Kidder was unhappy during filming as her marriage uh, was ending. Uh, she missed the original director and was aware she's been very well paid to do a small amount of work. In an interview in, uh, with Rolling Stone in 1982, she recalled that for several weeks, 
I sat around my dressing room, listened to music, read The Great Shark Hunt and Orwell and a lot of French literature, wrote letters, worked on a screenplay, went through divorce, and every so often I went on set and said a line went, Oh, Superman. And that's her, that's her recollection. There's nothing so, there's nothing, you know, what's the phrase? There's nothing worse than a woman scorned. In this particular case, taking the director off, you know, when we talked about aliens, we talked about the, the revolt with the, the cast at Pinewood, when you took off the, the person that they all respected. It seems like the similar thing just happened with Richard Donner is that everyone that was left that was still, you know, willing to shoot some scenes was like, yeah, all right, okay. Lackluster. Yeah. M- Margot Kidder was a pot smoking hippie idiot. Oh. You know, and that was part of the I problem. Two words, too. Joe. Hey? Yeah, no, no I won't. Back, you know, because like. You know, she was lucky that she got the role as it was. It's like, so what? You you having problems with your, you know, your marriage and everything? I mean, you're in like one of the biggest movies ever made at that time. You should be happy, you know, be a professional. And then later on in life, like I was saying, she went nuts. Like she, uh, someone found her in a doghouse, and she thought that people were coming uh, to kill her, the the CIA or the FBI or the mafia. And then she pulled her own teeth out. She, she was just, uh, you know, it was, it was a sad ending. But I think, again, a lot of it had to do with drug abuse. Shame. Yeah. And and my favorite Lois Lane is Terry Hatcher from that series, Lois yes. and Clark. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ka-ching. She was shaking a star in, uh, like, FHM, didn't she, and stuff? Oh, she did. That really launched her, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. What was that? What did she star in? Oh, well, she she was oh, in um, the lads, lads mag. magazines. That's really, a semi really semi porno type. Oh, Maxim and yeah, things of, like Maxim. Yeah, 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 yeah. but British. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> full of uh, <laughs> full of lurid. Although I do miss Loaded, by the way. Breast reference loaded. for you, uh, Dom. Oh yeah, well, in the early days of Loaded, best some of the best writing. Um, you know, Absolutely, right? writing. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like play. You bought the magazine for the writing. Yeah. Yeah, there was some good. Some, yeah, it was essential reading for about eighteen months, I'd say. Um, eighteen the, months. Yeah, yeah, and then it and then it just degenerated. You know, raced to the bottom of just becoming a. Yeah, but it was very food. good when it started. But anyway, we're getting off. All our, our German listeners sat there going, "Can you just get to the next bit?" And that's my fault. Oh, I did want to say something. So this movie was released on June nineteenth, nineteen eighty one. Right. Okay. So it was, I think when you see it's 1980, it was made in 1980, you know, um, but it was well, actually released in 1981. It's release. Okay. That's what I'm looking at. I'm looking at IMDb. Wow. Okay. Oh. Well, then I'll go back and scrub the entire first bit because I was, I was <laughs> talking about a completely different film um, <laughs> that was uh, from 1980. Ah, um, which, which version was released though that they're talking about? Well, theatrical. Yeah. There's any one. This one. The other one wasn't available. Oh. Yeah. Um, anti-smoking campaigns opposed the film because mm. uh, Marlborough paid $43,000 for the brand to be shown 22 times in the film. Lois was shown as a chain smoker in the film, although she never smoked in the comic books. A prop included the truck sign with Marlborough on there, mm. although vehicles that, that we use to distribute tobacco are always unmarked for security reasons. Yeah. Um, this whole thing, the relationship with Marlborough and the thing, led to a congressional investigation. Oh. Wow. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, it was good advertising. I wanted to smoke after that. 
Well, Did you? Yeah. Really? Perhaps why, that's why they showed her running up the Eiffel Tower, because she smoked 20 Marlboro a day and she could still do that without <laughs> coughing her lung up. Then they can't be bad for you, can How they? dare you? They don't allow Marlboro. It's Galwa all, all the way. I think they get confiscated mm. at the airport. And she was eating hot dogs, hamburgers, and orange juice. Yeah. They, well, you've they, been yeah. busy then, Dom, finding <laughs> Terry Hatcher on the front of FHA chat. I've got it permits my screensaver. <laughs> Screen, oh yeah, yeah. I, I think I'd, I had them alternating, uh, Gail Porter. And, anyway, right. Um, I didn't realise she had such a large chest, to be honest. Mind you, it might be augmented digitally, I suppose. She hasn't aged well, but uh, yeah, yeah, she was she was pretty hot back in the day. Yeah. Um, Gail Porter, um, yes, I just, that's so right. Um... The scene of Ursa kicking the astronaut in the nuts um, <laughs> was cut in Japan due to the sensitivity of a woman being so dominant. Oh, can't have that. Can cancel we? culture already. Look, look at that early cancel culture. Um, uh, what else did we get? I know a girl who kicks guys in the nuts for a living. Oh, jeez, I don't, don't go there <laughs> for a living. No. I'm not kidding. All right, okay, well, we'll, we'll discuss when we... When we That's offline. Um, two controversial scenes in this movie that fanboys, film geeks, and critics complained about for years. The first is Superman's admi- an amnesia-inducing kiss. Yeah. Fans complain this was a deus ex machina-type ending and a cheat because this Superman skill was never mentioned in the comics. There was a lot of things that were mentioned in the comics, but... It, Again, you got to suspend your disbelief. It, uh, but it says, in fact, it actually appeared once or twice, but it was very obscure. The second scene is where, and this really annoys me, Superman removes the plasticky thing from his Superman insignia and chucks it at Non. Oh, yeah. Covering what him was subdued for a second before vanishing. <laughs> Critics criticise the scene for being random, not taken from the c- comics, and pointless because it didn't do anything. Hmm. As kids, we didn't complain about that back then. We thought it was cool. Right. Okay. All right. We were like, I didn't know Superman could do that. Wow. Uh, so the, the last couple of bits, uh, in July 2021, as he pointed out, uh, Jack O'Halloran, who played Non, revealed Superman didn't kill him sod nursery at the end of the film. He said that Richard Donner filmed an extra scene that converted all three villains to fight or carted off to a terrestrial prison instead of the Phantom Zone. But the scene was cut from both the theatrical, which was completed by Richard Lester, as well as Superman 2, the Richard Donner cut, the 2006 version of the movie that reconstituted the original vision. He also added he regrets that some viewers have spent 40 years believing that Superman killed his fellow Kryptonians and took a pointed dig at Man- The Man of Steel, the updated film for further perpetuating that impression. And I was going well, I was going to come to you with that, Joe. I'll just finish this bit, and then you can tell me what he meant by that. He said, the beauty of Superman and Superman 2 is the fact that Superman wasn't flying around killing villains. He was putting them in jail. There was an American way of law and order about it. That's what's wrong with the, with the movies they did afterwards. They got darker and darker and darker. Those two first two films still stand up all these years later, you know. And just before I ask you that I don't understand my, my minor annoyance is Superman gets his powers back and goes back to the diner and smacks the guy around <laughs> right that was now, a cool scene yeah again people stood yeah, up and it, cheered it makes no sense he wouldn't have done that he's, he's not vengeful well the guy was a jerk yeah but, uh, the, yeah, but he wouldn't uh, have done that jerks. 
there's loads of people that are, you know. But he's, but he's human. He's not. Uh, well, he, well, I guess he's not. Well, he was raised yeah. human. Um, so I will say. Do you want to say? Do you want to explain the context of the reference? Because and then that will end trivia time. Unless anybody's well, I will, got some burning ones. Yeah, I will fun. say it's BS. He did kill, you know, the villains. First of all, like Amanda said, he either left them there to freeze to death. You know, which was in the theatrical one. And the Donna version, he uses his heat vision to destroy the Fortress of Solitude, killing them definitely at that point. And then, in, you know, the one that was on ABC, like a regular local broadcast station, there was just some scene that they filmed, which again would kind of piss Amanda off because it's like, do they really have police officers in the North Pole? You know? I found. No, <laughs> but I don't know if Santa Claus lives in the North Pole, or maybe Superman lives in Alaska. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's very cold, and there's polar bears. Oh dear, Alaska? No, yeah, ask ask away, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> bad gag. Jamaica? Oh, no, she went. She went on her own accord. Um, right. So, any other burning trivia before we uh, wrap up this? Uh, it's a meeting of no, minds. But one of the scenes what I thought was a little bit too long, right, was when they were blowing people. Two minutes. Oh God. That we, went on forever. And the guy on the phone, <laughs> it was still talking, but there was no phone box. What was that about? Oh sorry, you just reminded kid me. Stuff. Yes, you just reminded me. The most major annoyance that I've got. In the diner, in Metropolis, everyone's walking around like they just haven't seen the president. Um, basically, all of this stuff happened on live TV. They send the army get their ass handed to them, right? And there's three people with the same powers as Superman. They've seen heat, heat things. They've seen everything, and they're sitting around there going, "It's all right. I'm off to work tomorrow. Fancy pints after work." And it's like, do you not see the imminent threat to the earth that's coming there? Even in the diner. Oh, well, after that thing happening, uh, let's go oh, on the steak. TV and calm everyone down. Yes, you got the president there going, oh, I've surrendered. And yet, there's still people going, ordering chicken. Metropolis should be deserted. There should be cars on the way out of the city. And meanwhile, they're just going around. Going around like Zod's like, going to knock on your door first, you know, and say, kneel before Zod, you know. He might go to, I'll tell, tell you what, if you could pick in the cities in, in, the, in the world that he could go to, uh, shall I go to the one where Lois Lane's in? Uh, might be the first portal call. And it turns out it was. Anyway, fried chicken. Fried chicken in the middle of a war zone. I mean... They weren't scared of Zod because he clearly had no plan as to what he wanted to do apart from just conquer the planet for the sake of conquering it. There was no plan B or follow-up next action. He's just going to mill around. Oh, and and even when they're in the Oval Office, she insinuates they've been there for about four days. Well, it's like the last day, it's like the last day, like the last day. Like Maybe, maybe she had no concept of our time, our clock, our 24-hour clock, maybe. 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 No, he was ultimately going to be bored. You know, I mean, he was going to be the ruler of Earth and everything, but it's like, what could they give him? They can either give him money or sex, basically, you know. Drugs? Yeah, drugs true. would have no Third drugs would have no effect on him. <laughs> no, that make the that make the follow up a bit more interesting, wouldn't it? The fentanyl, the fentanyl years. <laughs> I thought Lex Luthor had the right idea. I'll be I'll be governor of 
Australia. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I, I honestly <laughs> think that with Zod as the ruler of Earth, I think the, the Earth might have been in a better place, actually. Because oh, he could solve all the problems, you know. He could do away with hunger. Um, you know, if there were earthquakes or, you know, dis natural disasters, they could stop them. It's so kind of like the Empire. You're Superman's the bad guy because he stopped these three benevolent people <laughs> ending the world's problems. We could have well, done Superman it three times. Three times it. A path of destruction. Yes. Well, there was only one Superman. He can't do everything. But, like, if there were four of them, you know, they could help... Again, eliminate hunger, poverty. You know, it's kind of like the Empire. It's like everybody hated the Empire in Star Wars, but you know, if you guys didn't complain, you know, they took care of you. They got the trains running on time. Didn't Next, they? you'll say China's <laughs> got the great ideas. Uh, the roads, they built the roads, the aqueducts. <laughs> yeah. I'm just. What did the again, Empire if, ever do for us? If the giant asteroids heading towards the Earth, guess what? Zod could get rid of it, you know. He wouldn't. Like he'd, let it, he'd let it crash and move to another planet. Why would he? I, I don't Why know. I, I just to, think. You know the bus that you destroyed <laughs> with the aliens with the with the nuclear weapon. Perhaps going to fly over there and apologise and and see if they're more fun. I'm sure there's a joke there about move, you know moving to Uranus, but perhaps it's time to wrap the pod up. At, at <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well. Yes, on that note, yes, then then let's. We haven't decided what the next film is. We we haven't even decided how long we're going to have this season for. But sequences just keeps giving, so it's all right at the moment. It's pretty good, and I've I've still threatened to do Greece too at some point. So, no, we're not doing that. Well, I have I have said that. You know, no. At some point, if Amanda's okay. drops out. We can't do it. There's no way three men can do Greece too. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just ridiculous. Not doing yeah. Greece too. I'm comfortable in my sexuality of being able to do Greece too. That's very nice for you. Yeah, fine. Everyone okay. else seems a bit, a little bit nervous. We need to chat about that at some point. <laughs> but anyway, maybe, maybe not now. Um, definitely not now. Um, Joe, uh, for those who haven't uh, listened to you before, and if you haven't. What have you been doing? And if this is your first one, welcome. But go and look at the, uh, go go and look, watch, listen to the podcast. We're on YouTube. Um, and we've got a website, uh, rustedjunkpodcast.com, which uh, updates nicely. Yes, I've got to work on it, but that yeah, looks pretty good. Um, Joe, where can they find you? Yeah, I have a podcast. It's called WDWNT Nerd Alert. Uh, it's our ninth season. We just started uh, a couple of weeks ago. And, uh, yeah, we have a lot of fun. You know, we have a good group amongst us, and we basically just argue with each other. like Kind of like here. Yeah. Except it's like we're, we're just the villains in this in that podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, I'm going to go first. Cheerio, everyone. Good night and God bless. See ya. Toodle pip. Yeah, bye. Bye. Truly scrumptious. <laughs> <clears throat>